keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Evan Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world. The St. Germain event. Scotty Chaplin is not here today, but returning guests, friends of the show, Capital Wrestling's Harry Tarjanian. Yes, thank you for having me. And you've seen him on Letterman and a bunch of other stuff. Kevin McCaffrey. Hey, what's up, man? Let's jump right into it. What do you think, guys? Life in general, or you mean to? Yeah, it's time for the top ten. The ten count. 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 Number one, Raw reunion. The ratings were great, but Jesus Christ, I want to spend a little time on this, guys. The ratings were great for the whole thing. The ratings were the best they've had in a long time. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see a lot. Of that oh, to man. come. There's going to be a reunion every fucking four months. I guarantee it. It feels like there is. I can't prove that there is. No, I agree with like, you. Yeah. They had this, in October, they had SmackDown. Right. Then they had the Raw anniversary before that. Yeah. And then Mania's a reunion. Mania's a reunion. The, yeah. Yeah. Mania's yeah. Remember that, remember that one Mania where it went up like Heath Slater was... Beaten up by a legend every week. Yeah, that, 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 that I went enjoyed. on for a while. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's not a realistic model because one, it, the it makes the show suck, uh-huh. and two, you can't afford these guys every week. You, you can, can afford some of them. Yeah, I think they can afford. I don't know how much are they paying uh, Jimmy Hart at this point. I don't know that he's <laughs> Jimmy making, Hart like, top, top dollar. My f- the most awkward moment of the entire night for me. <laughs> Was the dance party with Jimmy Hart backstage that where they were sad. dancing without music? <laughs> it is. It was it like is. him and oh Tori Wilson, and then Sami Zayn came up. Uh, and and there was job, there wasn't enough music. They all yeah they did their job. Yeah, yeah but you're right. The fucking concentration camp dogs. <laughs> it, uh, it's it, all just like homecoming <laughs> skits that they rehearsed once, you know, and did not care that much about <laughs> it's just like the cool like it the, did feel like homecoming yeah, yeah it felt like high school and yeah pep wait, rally didn't shit pep rally didn't shit. they do a thing called raw homecoming oh god it yes once? probably that, right yeah i think they did zach did they do you remember that zach or no i think the homecoming you're talking about is when 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 they came back to usa network i think uh, that was oh that was? So that's that's also that's, the thing you're thinking of is that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I it's thought when there was Vince McMahon went to Europe and fought Mysterio. Raw Homecoming <laughs> 2005. Uh, yeah, this was it. It came to. No, I yeah, I thought it was. I'm thinking of something else. Maybe it's just the name. I don't know. It is all this blends. the one where he like, like Stone Cold stunned every member of the McMahon family? No, that was uh, the the anniversary thing this year. Or no, he before that, he, he, he stunned Shane and Vince this year. Um he did stun Linda at some point. He yeah, stunned too, Linda. Right? He stunned like oh, the Stephanie. entire uh, McMahon family at one point. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Then after those charges, those <laughs> that kind of stopped. Um, <laughs> but what what do you think? 
was the worst moment of the night in everyone's opinion. Zach, I want to start with you. Oh man. Oh man. The I I really hated the ending. I I don't know why because Stone Cold is my personal top number one of all time, mm-hmm. and just seeing the way that closed out with just such a such an anticlimactic. Hey, we're old. We're back. Wave. <laughs> say goodbye. Don't worry, I'll be back though again, along with everyone else. Uh, right. So this isn't special. Just so you know, yeah. this, this will <laughs> happen so you know, again. This, this will probably happen again. Yeah. Also, Alicia Fox is here. She's a legend. I didn't realize she was a legend until she, then. I didn't so know. So she's. I guess she got released. You, I don't, I don't man, think this she is, got released. It's really not the baseball friggin' Hall of Fame waiting period yeah, yeah, for the I legend. Mean. Like Alicia Fox was fired three weeks ago. She's a legend today. Uh, I did enjoy. It's her like go- Office Space. They didn't tell her she was fired. She kept showing up. They're like, "Yeah, do the legend." But that's happened. Like, yeah. remember Jimmy Wang Yang, right? Uh, oh, they didn't. They didn't tell him he was fired. No, he was fired, and then he like about a uh, like nine months or a year later, they came back to his hometown. So he was backstage hanging out. And Vince is like, well, how come Jimmy? Let's get Jimmy in there. And he's like, Vince, I don't work here. <laughs> he's like, what? Get him a contract. And he got a contract. He got a second run just because he was hanging out. <laughs> and Vince McMahon didn't know that he had been fired. Okay. Man, that guy. And then guy. the next thing he knows, he's back on the road with the WWE. Wasn't his, his whole gimmick was like he was a Asian but also a cowboy? That he was, was his whole Asian thing. He was an Asian redneck, <laughs> which was actually silly, but he pulled it off. Like He, he I mean, the, he did the it. best you could. And probably one of the more culturally sensitive uh, ideas that Vince McMahon has had. That's true. It's, it's absolutely not a stereotype that Kev- all Asians being cowboys. Well, that's why know. he didn't keep running yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't see how this is offensive anybody. Kev- Kevin, what was your least uh, favorite? Uh, it th- maybe an unpopular least favorite, but watching Hulk Hogan talk, uh, he it just sounds... It sounds like he's reading cue cards with like fogged up glasses while on cough syrup at mm. this point. It's just like a really <laughs> slow, he can't enunciate anymore. And it's the same stuff he always says. There's nothing new to here's it. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you. I, yeah, I understand. Uh, here's why I'm going to disagree with you. And it has nothing to do with what Hogan said. Yeah. Uh, he also it, said raw re-onion. He couldn't even do reunion. Go it's, ahead. There's nothing to do with what Hogan said. <laughs> and it had to do with Mark Henry awkwardly standing in back of him, and we got so many shots Ooh. of that oh, yeah. where he T. couldn't have... Well, Booker T was clapping. Booker T's been to prison, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he understands. It, when you go to prison, you like you well, immediately just go with whatever... Like If you're yeah, a white yeah. guy, you're with the white guys. <laughs> right. It's just a thing that happens. If you're a black guy, you're a black progression. guy. So if he hear, hears the N-word, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I went to prison. Yeah. Uh, it's well, fine. Booker likes Mark Henry, him. Mark yeah. Henry was an Olympian, you know? Yeah. And I, don't, I love Booker T. He's like one of the nicest guys I've met in wrestling. Also, I think that has to do with the fact that like, you come out of prison either way better or way yeah, worse. Yeah. There's the no wrestling middle. business is he, not going to yeah, bother he, you as much. He's not sweating it in the Sami Zayn way, exactly. Right, right. No, not exactly. Yeah. Um so that you know, I, I I think that that was fun for me. The worst, well, the I I brought up the dancing that was really bad. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. I don't think this was part of the reunion, but I have to bring it up. And it was the Alexa Bliss Burger King commercial. <laughs> oh, I did not uh, see that. Yeah. Which, yeah, she's like, in it at the end, sort of. She's in it throughout the whole thing. Oh, is she? She's huh. the queen, and she's. Uh, you know, uh, basically testing out different suitors, and there's like a magician, different and entertainers, no, or something. like Well, that. yeah, I mean, they're entertainers, no. but then like, <laughs> I think that they maybe also were like 
trying and to bang the queen. Bang, I don't know what it is. It's like <laughs> classic. Very, but of course, you know, food. like w- the one guy she's into is the, the Burger, Burger King, King with the mm-hmm. chicken, and he could be a fucking like he's like the puppet from Saw at this point. You know what right. I mean? Like right. where Mike Myers, like he's like when I see that, I'm like it's it's just a weird thing. It's disturbing. Yeah, it's, it's not disturbing fun. when you see him. <laughs> and then at the very an- end of it, for no reason, there was uh, I I guess Ron Simmons with either a mandolin. Or oh yeah, what was the instrument? Did anyone I, else watch this? I, I, I wish I saw it. this. No, I saw it. Cello. It wasn't a cello because that's too big, and it wasn't a, <laughs> a mandolin because it was is a, it a lute? lute. I think maybe a lute. It was, a like lute is like lute. a flute, right? No, a lute is like a. Oh, uh, it's the. It was like, like a, a bent with, mandolin. It's like a mandolin, but the end bends. Yeah, or ma- maybe. Maybe I don't know if it was bent. Like a you little know, guitar. Lute. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up. Yo yo ma, call in. Let's get some orchestral expert. But he says, damn. For no reason yeah. at the end of it. That I'm always in favor of. That <laughs> yeah. is one thing that will never get old for me. Too long of a pause and a hard damn. I did enjoy the picking up the megaphone to say damn into the megaphone was a lot of fun. A slight nod to we, age. We all get older. Yeah. He needs a little he help. needs a little the, help. Uh, <laughs> a little assistance. Amplification. Yeah. Sure. I thought yeah. I I did also enjoy that. You, I'm a sucker for Ron Simmons. Yeah, I, I just like, like Ron finding, too. finding new ways for him to do it. It's got to be yeah. so uh, fucking annoying um here here's here's gonna be we're gonna see him to be ron simmons at a bar and everyone will want him to say damn tell me what instrument this is i like the this pure you're, bliss okay. you're upsetting yeah that's it a, is I, you're right it's a loot a wow, loot good call good yeah oh harry yeah. I, I noticed the bent i just assumed the I, bent. You know. yeah well so i watch ron raw simmons now i mean i watch raw now with something else to do i can't sit down Same. to ever i oh, just I leave it on in the background yeah because it's just too much and too long. I actually um, the uh, my least favorite part of every Raw and every SmackDown. And this is the Raw reunion too, because we're uh, about to get to you. Um, in general, is the beating your champion clean in the ring in a non-title match, which happens at least. So now I have a. I, I started to write down because my roommate hates yeah. it. I have a little board that I keep that I literally wrote down days without pinning the champion <laughs> and then i when they did it when the uh, usos beat the revival or whatever i went over and just scratched out the little six because they had gone six days almost a full calendar week not yeah, quite I without, was, I, yeah i don't understand i don't understand that process I, I i okay i understand them saying hey rematches are no longer mandatory now i i get them being like all right we want to spice it up but this thing WWE does where you have to pin the champion first and then you get an actual title match. Fuck that. I'm all just talking about random, the... just random matches that they lose like right. as, as the champs. Even if it's not a program they're working on, it's some weird thing that he hates those tag titles in the U.S. and IC title. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're meaningless. The only title that means anything is the universal title. Yeah, fair enough. It is very much like he just wants... And then when you see them lose the non-title match, you know they're keeping it afterwards, too. It's it's an extremely predictable sure. thing. But yeah. Sometimes it just happens for no reason. Yeah. It's very odd. The revival went through that. I think they were trying to punish them, but... Right. I don't know. That's my least favorite moment ever. Every, uh, I think for the reunion part... I mean, you what, it, got Rikishi in the beginning where he couldn't even dance... Yeah. I don't think he was cleared to dance. That was another big problem. <laughs> cleared to dance. No, because Sid apparently wasn't medically clear to just come out. Go to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> like, what is that? How bad How off are you? How fucked up do you have to be if you're uh, not medically cleared to we, just walk? We can't in good took conscience. took a plane there, and then they're like, no, you can't. What a 42nd Street style uh, <laughs> style plot twist of just he 
he he's not ready to dance. <laughs> I'll show you. Sid says Rikishi. He gets off that bus with a suitcase from Hawaii I mean, or whatever. I, I, Sid was that's the thing that's looks to me. Sid wasn't medically cleared to do what Sergeant Slaughter did, which right. is just go on the stage and oh look God. at somebody. <laughs> I don't think Sergeant Slaughter even got in the ring. I did yeah, yeah. I know. I think he walked, yeah, he walked out with the four with Rob Van Dam, who was didn't do much either. Man, I loved pop. RVD, but and and thank you for signing my IC title at uh, Starcast <laughs> to RVD. I what really appreciate it. Um, but Harry, what, what was your what what you were saying? What was your least oh, favorite? the least favorite? Yeah, um, there wasn't like one moment that's that this stood out. It was a little anticlimactic. The whole thing. It was still yeah. better than Raw Anniversary or whatever they did because that was a super letdown. Sure. Um, there's just a lot. Yeah, of, that was worse. A lot that, of stuff was worse. that didn't make sense to me, like why Ron Simmons came out with the revival. There's no history. There's zero connection. As well, it wasn't Rod Simmons. It was Devon. Oh, Devon. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm being racist. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I guess but they yeah. just needed a hill tag. I guess, but it was just... I understand why Rikishi came out with the Usos. Right. But they. But Devon also is beloved, so it's a weird... Yeah, right. and he comes out. Yeah, it just was zero connection to it. And then I felt bad for Caitlyn, who I like, but she wasn't there that long. Like, she was a Divas champion, but yeah. people didn't kind of recognize her. Also, Kelly her Kelly is like 31 and still... Yeah fucking smoking yeah i mean she was so, 18 when she was there so insane. like oh, being a retired <laughs> being a retired wwe star she's still i think she was like, like 30. she was I, I was like oh is she my age and i was like she's still four years younger than Jesus. me have you guys seen, and I, she's like uh, hotter than she was when she came in you have, know oh man have you i assume everyone's seen kevin nash eating ravioli talking about oh. kelly kelly I've no. seen this is on YouTube and you I'm must, watching it immediately drunk after this Kevin Nash just it's a supercut of him eating 100 raviolis while he just talks about Kelly Kelly in disturbing ways over and over how hot she is yeah did they recut yeah. it that way to do it because I know he did it during a shoot interview where he insisted on eating ravioli <laughs> what I've seen is during... a pretty good supercut <laughs> he's, so that he's is, gonna be he was fucked up in uh real fucked up. he was fucked up well, on Monday he had to be oh fucked really up. well I mean if look I've taken a lot of pills and he had pill face <laughs> when you when you oh, can go to the God. room and you look at a face and he's just like he's just like well that was like zannied <laughs> Well, that's I, I, great news because he's going to be with us in uh, functionally on August, fucked up on August 11th in Hell Nashville, yeah. Tennessee, when Capital Wrestling goes to Funct- yeah. I think he was functionally fucked up. I'll tell you this: he's been a delight to, uh, and I mean that I don't mean that sarcastically. No, he's yeah. been really easy to deal with via text and stuff. That's great. Him I will and say Scott this: Hall will be there August 11th when we go to Nashville, Tennessee. Cheap plug. Capital All right. Wrestling. Well, it's uh, I mean the day of SummerSlam. <laughs> we didn't plan on that. We booked our show first, <laughs> and then SummerSlam Bookman. So doing an afternoon show in well, Nashville. It is going to be a blast. Though. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Scott Hall, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, you know, and don't... Tracy Smothers will also be there. Yeah, I'm sure nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> uh, let's get on to number two. Mm. How on fire is Osprey right now? Oh man, are you guys watching the G1? If you're not watching the G1, fucking start watching the G1. It's great. It's the best thing in wrestling right now. Osprey, it took me a while to come around. I think because I saw the Ricochet match first. and Weren't into it? I, I, it's not that I wasn't into it. I was impressed by it. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing when I see his matches with, um, like when I saw his match with Rey Mysterio. It's two guys who are, they're too acrobatic together. Right. Like, but his match with Akata, with Ibushi, well, with Naito, yeah. and, and, I, and, I, and I, just because He's I was starting. in an Osprey hole, I watched... Uh, him versus Matt Riddle this week. Yeah, well, he's to come into his own a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's like, everything is important that he does in the ring. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. God this. damn, is he good? I, yeah. I felt the same way years ago when I saw the Young Bucks for the uh, 
in Ring of Honor the first time around I saw yep. them. And they were really great, but it's kind of like they were doing spots. And you're yeah. like, all right, these aren't wrestling moves. They're spots and they're choreographed. And then eventually they learned how to use that athleticism in a way that it looks like a competition. And maybe that's what Osprey's done because I, I agree with you. I would see him the first time around and it's like, oh, this is amazing and the thing with but it's more Cirque du Soleil, right? It's right. more, it's less wrestling. Have you seen the match with Matt Riddle at Evolve? I have not. I have. Oh to my watch god, that. it's unreal when because he's. I don't know when it was. I think it was probably right before. No, it wasn't Evolve. It was some other promotion. So it was probably right before they both were. Hmm. I mean, Osprey could have still been signed to New Japan, but before Riddle made the jump to WWE. But because Riddle is so grounded. And Osprey is so fucking crazy. It's like the perfect combination. It's mix, yeah. and, and, it's, and, and I thought the match against Okada, I, th I still think Okada is probably the best Man, wrestler on the planet because yeah. he can work with anybody. He really, anybody. He, he just makes everything real and special. That guy has a, a, like a charisma you can't teach. And that, uh, yeah. yeah, that Okada Osprey is the best. He's the closest thing we've seen to Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah, just like Okada. A very, yeah. He can work with anybody, but he doesn't necessarily change his style mm -hmm. that much. I yeah. got to watch him closely. I've seen him wrestle so many times, like, and he's always great, but I really got to maybe watch more it, and, and focus more when I see him. Because, uh, well, just, get, just think about, like, like, watch his matches with, like, Kenny Omega and then Osprey. Yeah. And he makes them both look fantastic, and it's two very different, different styles. Ways. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know, I'm, I'm like, going, I guess, and Osprey are a little similar, but. They are, but, like, yeah, but. Omega's like a little harder hitting and Osprey's more yeah. a little more high flying. But he made, you know, he made uh Osprey look like a heroic underdog in this thing. And that closing sequence is like one of the, one of the best things oh. I've seen in wrestling this this year. And also, I mean, it was a guys. debate because I, I the Moxley and Ishii match was great. Yeah. And I, I watched yeah. that and it was like kind of like a kind of reminded me of like, you know, the hard hitting you know, like Bret Hart and Stone Cold when Stone Cold yeah. still had a neck that worked mm -hmm. right. matches, um, but a little bit more athletic than that um, and probably not as good of a story. I mean, uh, you know, the Stone Cold and Bret Hart story is really hard to beat. But, uh, you know, like after I saw that, I was like, well, that's going to be the match of the week. And then uh, I think Osprey's matches were better than that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the maybe not the Ibushi one, but definitely the Okada one. The Okada one was as good as anything I've seen in a, in a in while. In a long time. Yeah. I know How it's the markiest thing in the world to say New Japan is the best promotion <laughs> there is, but it is. But I think what they, they let eat, I think they let in, especially in the G one, they're letting the wrestlers put on their best match every time and top it. And I think that's something yeah. WWE you can see whether it was like you, uh, you know, like AJ Nakamura, like or any pick any pair of guys when they have a program, they really dumb it down early on, trying to give it somewhere to go. Yeah. I understand that, but it's like you know they're letting these guys. Put put really high bars up early and then worry about topping it later. Also, each of these events isn't seven hours. So yes, that is helpful. The audience spiked by the main event is like red hot. Yeah. Mm. Um, number three, why are WWE's heels making the most sense? <laughs> That's something I noticed from Raw Reunion and SmackDown. Mm. Both Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, and Dolph Ziggler had the best promos by far. Oh, those two. I will. Okay, you know, uh, caveat. The I will say one great m moment in the Raw reunion, which I didn't mention. Number one was uh, Bray turning on McFoley. That's how they should have oh, yeah. worked in all of these fucking legends. They should have yeah. had. I mean, they should have had have fucking the OC or the original club beat the shit out of fucking DX. Mm -hmm. Do do something to make your new guys look hot. 
And that's what they did. Like Foley's the best at putting anybody over, whether it's Stone Cold, whether it's The Rock, whether it's Edge, whether it's uh, The Undertaker, whether it's Triple H. He's the greatest uh, of all time yeah. when it comes to putting somebody over. And and he did with Orton, too. And he did it again now with Bray Wyatt. But that's what they should have done with everybody. But these guys' egos are too fucking huge. Oh, maybe part of it is you want to leave the fans going happy, going home happy, I guess. But I guess they would have gone home happy anyway. You got to make an right. investment yeah. in the future. Then oh, have, I agree. Then have, you know, then then have like, you know, the irony. I don't they, know, you know Roman Spear Bischoff or something. You know what? They but then did that do. becomes an authority figure thing. Batista so. was the last guy who did that because he beat up Ric Flair. But it was for Batista. To make Batista yeah, strong. Yeah, to make a legend. Right. And then people cheered Batista that entire feud. <laughs> after after they booed Batista when they first brought him back, then they cheered him when he came back as a heel because... Well, when they first brought him back, they cheered him until, I think, he won the Rumble. The Rumble. That's when they booed him because he won that Rumble instead of they Daniel They kind of cheered him, though. But they fucked it up because they announced that he was coming. They, they do this thing where they announce they're coming back, and now so when you hear the music, it's never as big of a pop anymore. It's right. two it used schools to of thought. One is you want to surprise people, and then the other one is you actually want to get the ratings. So it's weird because when you bring somebody back, it's a huge surprise, but it does nothing for the ratings because the people who are watching watch but it. But I, so I, I disagree because real ratings come from still water cooler talk. Of, yeah, you're right. Of, hey, I'm seeing this it's, show. You know, there's a great show on HBO that I watch years and years which now I'm telling everybody about and people told me about beforehand. Right. I mean, that's, you know, I skip through Raw all the time now when I didn't used to because I know there's no surprises coming. Yeah. I, so it's tough because it's like you you have to really trust the audience and trust in your own product to not announce the stuff and to know the surprises will get ratings and get people invested in being like, I can't miss this. But I mean, it's been a while since I thought I can't miss What was the last Raw. surprise? Batista was the last surprise and then I think Sting. I think. I, Sting is the kind of one I was thinking of We'll get ready until they they dust him off in October for an Undertaker match in November. Is he going to be a part of the Saudi blood money? I I totally totally think that's happening. He's wanted (sighs) forever. And look, all you need is for those two to stare down. And even the most callous of smart marks like myself will want to see that match. I mean, you were excited about the Goldberg match, right? No, I wasn't. Really? I was never a Goldberg (laughs) fan. So I was not. I was I was pissed off. They didn't do the sting match. Oh, and they, they yeah. did the Goldberg match first, and I also just think Goldberg's not good. I, I went through last it's week. Hard to argue. And then <laughs> I, I went through in the middle of the night. I, I was like, because you know, I, you know, I have a I have a fiance, and uh, she doesn't get the love she deserves. I decided to look <laughs> at uh, all like who has the best spears of all time. <laughs> she's like, she's like in bed. Like, I guess we're not making love tonight. Uh, but I'm I'm watching. It's weird. She's wearing a wedding dress too. She's wearing very a wedding dress. Yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> Steps into a cold shower, yeah. <laughs> calls seven other lovers. Uh, but I, I was, I was looking at. It. He's by far got the worst spear out of anybody. Yeah, he was never. Edge has the best spear. Okay. Roman Reigns has a pretty good damn spear. Rhino has a great spear. Who else did the spear? Let's see. Lashley has a better spear. Yeah. Well, Goldberg was never. He was never fully trained. Like I even like Big Show's spear better because it's funny because it looks like he. Like, gas is out halfway through the spear. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big E, spear to the outside. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. My that's God, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see Goldberg and, I guess, uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler do something. Because this is like the second week in a row that he keeps referencing Goldberg's name. Well, that was and that was another thing on SmackDown where they used a legend the right way. Ziggler 
super kicked Michaels. He Michaels said he was ashamed of himself for doing that show, which was fucking awesome. Which I didn't show? think we were gonna the do Saudi this. Show? Yeah, and then he called Ziggler a second rate Michaels, which was also awesome. That whole segment, but it was to put the Miz over, which I'm fine with. Um, but that's exactly how a legend should be used. And then right. Michaels got super kicked and it and that was it. Yeah, that's fun. That was that's fun. Like, that's unexpected. Samoa Joe's promo made sense to me. Sami Zayn shitting on everybody backstage made sense to me. Why Why, why are, are these people heels? Sense? Yeah. Zayn especially made sense. Because, like, Samoa Joe, to me, it, like, made sense, but it also was like, oh, he's being mean. Where Zayn, to me, was like, what are we fucking doing here? It's just like, <laughs> he was just like, it was a more dismissive, like, God, do we like this? Meanwhile, we're looking at like Jimmy Hart's still jet black hair and being like, and what like the? Dancing to no music. Yeah, yeah just was... like, my God, do we think this is cool? It's like, yeah, good point, dude. Like, he wasn't even that mad about it. He's just like, ugh, God, this is a bummer. What are we doing? This? Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of like the William, remember that monologue that William Shatner did on SNL where he was like at the Trekkie convention and he got sick and tired of people doing like you there you you you've never kissed a girl right (laughs) what's the matter with you people don't you have lives and i think the reason that the heels make sense it's the only way vince can convey an idea is by being mean so the heels can make sense by being mean because that's the only way vince mcmahon can get an idea i think that vince well you know what's interesting is by that logic vince thinks that what the audience doesn't want to hear is that 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 would be a mean thing oh, for yeah, them yeah, to yeah. say. So he's like, "Well, yeah, them shitting on this beautiful party I put together—that's <laughs> gonna get them all in my right. corner. That'll piss them off." Yeah. I've got to, I've got to move on to AEW. Yay! Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes feud. I almost got through saying a not hard <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I was kind of. Uh, you know, I wasn't too excited about this feud when Sean Spears popped Cody in the head. Mm. But those those road to all outs or the roads to double or nothing things or the roads to those internet videos that they they're, they're great. And I, I'm not and I'm not I, I, and, and you know and I, I can go back and forth on being the elite videos. Sometimes I think they're fun. Sometimes I'm like, eh. But this these particular videos are are awesome. Yeah. And and sh- and and this story, I'm I'm just a good worker, hasn't really been told in this. In literal a way, of yeah. a way and especially right. you have Tully there and Sean himself it's it's interesting because he doesn't have that you know like I, I'm sure you've seen this on stage when you watch a comic on stage with great jokes and you're like oh yeah they're gonna be uh, either a great writer and that's it or that's it because right. they just don't have that face you want to like Latch on yeah, to, and Sean Spears has that. You, mm-hmm. but, but now, when so when he hit him in the when he hit him with a chair, I'm like, oh, is he just helping his friend out? But when they had the interview, I'm like, oh, well, it's now it's it's oh, good that, that he that doesn't one. have yeah. he doesn't have that face that you want to see. It's good, mm-hmm. it, the, the, and he's I told a story. Cody Rhodes tells the best stories in that company. It almost makes yeah. me want Cody to. I, I, he's a really good wrestler, and I love him in the ring. But it almost makes me want him to like. Just be head of creative. Well, I mean, and step evolved, away, right? So that's, I mean, that's good news. That story is, I mean, it's a very simple story, and I and I like it. It makes sense. There's justification for yeah. it, other than <laughs> I want the belt. I want the belt. Um, it's it's a guy who's like, hey man, that, you're kind of delusional for saying you, you didn't mean it that way. You just said you were a good hand. Like, no, that's an insult. And the you know, it's simple. Yeah, and right. that's all it takes. And and they run with it, and then they treat Sean Spears like a like a main guy 
yeah. because of that. Yeah. And it's also like he is a good hand. So it's in there. It's like he is good right. is in the story. But, but now even in he's the like, story, it's not a question of whether he's good. Yeah. Right. And now he's paranoid and delusional about it. And that's how people actually turn bad. You know, right. it's like how bad guys in superhero movies think they're the good guy. You know, he thinks he's the good guy here. Kind of. He's the underdog who who's disrespected. And uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a good feud. I'm excited about it. I just wish, you know, I mean, I I am too. I I am too. And I'm not. But Cody has by far had the best stories so far, which I think are what, 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 ultimately, if you want to have an episodic TV show, like, nobody's saying Cody Rhodes is the best wrestler in AEW. Cody Cody Rhodes isn't saying he's the best wrestler Mm -hmm. in AEW. He's not better than the Young Bucks. He's not better than uh, Kenny Omega or Moxley or or the Lucha Bros. But he's telling the best stories. And I still... That's more intriguing. You know, like, I I don't totally know what the Omega-Moxley story is. I know it a little bit. I know they're like, well, I want to prove that I'm the real guy. Um, But that was kind of Cody's story when he went to the Indies. Right. Already. So I, I want to see something a little bit more with that. And the Man. whole thing of like the Bucks versus the Lucha Bros is a tag team. Match. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's a spot fest. That's fine. But there's some things. You know, Cause they're now they're going to have, I think they're having a triple threat with Jimmy Havoc, um, uh, Darby Allen and uh, Joey Janela. So it's going to be like the hardcore I guess and because of, they couldn't get along insane. together as a team. I just, I just want King of the know, Insane, the Superhuman Cup. I think that what's going to make you know that company stand out and could make that if 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 every story was as important as Cody's stories, because the Cody and Sean Spears match is again the match I'm most looking forward to see. Right, even though it's the fourth most important match on the card. Well, they're usually pretty good with the, anything they announce up front. They usually have a story for like uh, mm-hmm. the uh, what do you call it? The second one that they did double or nothing. You know, the matches that they had announced ahead of time, they, they all had a story and something significant about them. Mm-hmm. So they're usually pretty good with Jericho that. and Omega did. Yeah. The the Rhodes, Rhodes brothers yeah. did. Yeah. The, even the uh, the tag team match with the Lucha Bros. They was, did. We haven't we've been out of the game for a little bit. Are we the best in the world still? Had a good so anything that they announce usually has some story to it. So I, I just you know that. like for that because you know I want to see that company thrive, especially after Monday's show. I I, I think that and, and it's the one thing that Russo did right, even though we tore him apart on our episode last week, is that everybody kind of meant something, and I feel like there has to be an element of you well, know like what's the I, I still don't totally know. And look, I'm not. I'm saying this is an AEW fan. I'm saying this is a wrestling fan. I'm not saying this is somebody who's just trying to tear it apart. But right now, I understand why Jericho is so special. But I still don't totally. I'm still not bought into the story between him and Hangman. Yeah. Well, I, I is think, that just me, or I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Well, Hangman. Okay. <laughs> Hangman yeah. wants to be a main event, a champion. He's always been kind of like. The guy in the background and the ideas that he wants to, he but that's everybody's story, uh, right? I guess to some level, but out of the six or whatever, he was one of the guys in the background and in the hottest. It's like being the Ringo of, of like you know, all elite. I think that's part of it. I feel like that's isn't that what the Sean Spears story is? Is he was the Ringo for years? No, his thing is I, I've yeah, I've been looked. I mean. I've been looked down upon by everyone. I just left a place where I was insulted. I mean, they're they're right. similar, his, and his That's, his feels a little more personal, specifically to Cody, to Cody, guess, right? Well, as yeah. opposed to Hangman, just wants to be the best, yeah. and Jericho 
feels like AEW's built on his back. Like you know what story AEW wouldn't exist. Would work for them, which they're doing for some reason with Seth and Brock, which makes no fucking sense. Seth goes. Brox, I want to be Seth Rollins, and I'm like, no one. What is this? Yeah, no, he Who isn't. Who pulled no. this out of their ass? <laughs> yeah, nobody believes that. Right. And and I also find it hilarious on Raw when they're like, Brock's really studying this tape. I'm like, Brock is <laughs> Brock <Same>. like <laughs> killing an elk with his bare hands yeah, right. on the Yukon Trail Brock right might now. Study tape. He doesn't even know he's champion. No, he might have a VCR still. He like, studies. He might the have tapes. a tape for real. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. the tapes that he studies are the security cameras in front of his house. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "Is that something?" And he yeah. grabs his gun. Yeah. Those are the tapes that he studies. I bet you he watches that like Strange Brew or whatever. He's got like yeah. a weird. VHS collection of movies he watched while he was like in Minnesota yeah. training. Like, uh, yeah, pop culture stopped for Brock oh, in like yeah. 1994 or but something. I, I, yeah. I, I love the Golden Man Girls Page. for some reason. If Hangman Page's gimmick is I'm the better new version of you because he's got the blonde hair, he's got the cool name, he's got the cool music, he's a good looking guy, he's fun in the ring, That that's a story for me. Yeah. But like I'm the background guy. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, look, I, I, am I going to watch it? Absolutely. Am I sure, going to watch the well, I think one first thing, episode? Yes. Yeah. I think something they do great is they know that they're they're catering to people who actually like wrestling and they're acting like it. Like the the whole story with Cody and uh, and and Spears. Like saying I'm a good hand in the ring that makes sense to us because we watch wrestling. Right. Whereas WWE a lot of the time will try to gear it towards people who don't like wrestling. Right. Yeah, right. and they're like, no, you like this. You're here for this reason. We'll give you something you understand and not act like you're stupid. But then the WWE will do a thing where they beat the champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like, I want to see Harry's calendar. Oh, I'll send <laughs> yeah. you a. Wait, I might have a picture of it. Oh my god. Hold on, I yeah. guys. We're gonna be right back in a second. Uh, Alicia, a tout from. AEW will be joining us. Oh, sorry, oh, well, this calendar. It's 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 not so a calendar. It's a dry erase. Oh, board. it's a dry erase board. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. This well, is basically like if Lisa Frank stopped taking Lexapro. <laughs> it's like a half a whiteboard and uh, well, it is like the, a little lion face. The board is zero. Is to keep track of who takes the dog out and if the dog's oh. been walked. <laughs> and so I commandeered half the board. Sure, there was space to be used. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Alicia in a second, guys. Hey, everybody. We have on the line with us today, she's from AEW, Alicia Toot, everybody. Hello, hello, everyone. How are you? Thank you for joining us uh, on Total Evan Marks. We're in the middle of the 10 count. You're coming in halfway through. First off, are you excited for All Out? This isn't really on the 10 count, but... (laughs) I am super super excited seeing what that brand has been able to put together over the last couple of months is extremely exciting so i think every wrestling fan is excited for that show yeah so are you basically their main gene now (laughs) (laughs) so i am currently in talks with them for all future plans so all i'm going to say is stay tuned to my socials for everything that i have coming up (laughs) that means things are that means things are going well because if you want i know this because i'm in the entertainment industry when 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 you're not sure your answer is uh i you know i'd love to work with him though (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's always always like that Uh, but uh, i'm right here gil uh but let's get down to business number five cm punk has just been announced for starcast three you and i worked starcast together last time uh running microphones back and forth between uh, fans in tight-fitting Bret Hart t-shirts. Um, it was uh, it was a sight to behold. CM Punk's going to be there. Uh, are you going to be part of that panel at all? Or no? First off, just to... As 
far as panels go, there hasn't been any discussion of it, but I just think it's so exciting that he's finally announced. I think almost every single wrestling fan thought that he would kind of be in Moxley's position the night of Double or Nothing. Everyone mm. either thought, you know what, I think John Moxley's going to show up or CM Punk's going to show up. And the fact that they finally announced that he's going to be at StarCast, even though it's not AEW, we all know how tight-knit those two brands are. And I think a lot of speculations now going around on the internet. Perhaps CM Punk might show up at All Out. Who knows? How funny would it be if he didn't, though? <laughs> like, if he, if he just did a panel where he only talked about his martial arts career, would not talk no about wrestling. WWE, and then didn't show up at all. As a fan, I'd be pissed off, but as a comedian yeah, who sometimes that. likes disappointing crowds, I would be like, this guy is the fucking coolest motherfucker bit. in the world. Yeah. It's a great bit. It's yeah. a great or, or if they like, or if like the lights come out, and then everyone's like expecting CM Punk, and... It comes up and it's like Tyler Breeze or something. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like super bummed out. Yeah, um, a lot of ways this can go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or it's Colt oh, Cabana man. in a CM Punk mask. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, you were saying, Alicia. No, I just think either way, just just the panel alone, that's going to be one of the busiest uh, sites of the entire four-day event. And just that announcement, that photograph, the, the, the buzz online, it's it just shows how badly people want him there that weekend. So it, it's exciting. Yeah, CM Punk would really have to, I don't, like, to not be over in Chicago, what would CM yeah. Punk have to do? Yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't know what he'd have to do, like join the Green Bay Packers and lead them to a Super Bowl over the Bears. Like, yeah, I, yeah, it is. He he has a he has a free pass there for for life. Even when he was trying to get hated there, he couldn't do it. Chicago guys love Chicago is a thing I've noticed. Like yeah, cause it's it, fucking cold and it sucks there. But then why love <laughs> it's a it? great city, you sons of bitches. I'm, so, so, I'm sorry, Kevin. You're yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's Look, from I Chicago. like I like the shows there. I do comedy yeah. there. I like mm -hmm. the food there, but it's fucking miserable. It, I mean, like, this is good yeah. <laughs> in New York? No, it's terrible. There's, like, three yeah. good places oh to God. live. Yeah. I, I hate living in New York. I have to live in New York or L.A. or Chicago. I want to live in, in the woods somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Boney Bear. They, they got deep dish pizza, so they have a pass for me. I guess. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, the thing is, I feel like, Alicia, you, you can eat a deep dish pizza responsibly <laughs> right. for me it's after like i bomb a show and i'll eat half of it and then i'll just hate myself for the rest of the weekend and i won't go to the chicago art institute but that's just i'm <laughs> giving you too much of a peek behind <laughs> chicago can give you plenty of different reasons to hate yourself i'm, yeah. I'm showing you the old man uh behind oz's <laughs> machine this here this is somehow chicago's fault yeah it's all the blames on chicago yeah <laughs> i do i had a great time though i did the roast to bruce pritchard at uh, Chicago, and I'm so glad it's back there at StarCast in Vegas. Because I don't know if you felt this, Alicia, but in Vegas this time around, and I was, you know, I was supposed to do the flare roast, didn't happen um, because of you know flare. Uh, it's a health issues. Flare had health issues. Luckily, he's able to make every appearance since then. Um, <laughs> no, a, but, uh, he knows a comeback, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Not that I'm, oh, not that I'm bitter at all. Good health, Rick. Uh, but uh, it, it it felt like when we were in Starcast in Vegas, like not the actual Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing was incredible, but the actual like setting of like Caesar's Palace, 
Like, because there's just so much going on in Las Vegas, like, you literally go downstairs in Caesar's Palace, and there's, like, you know, a, a, a billion-dollar drug dealer from Mexico buying an original Picasso. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, like it's actual... It's wrestling-centric, Yeah, I nobody suppose. cares. Yes. Like, in Vegas, like, it's like, no. Wrestling is like, yeah, we're, we're, they're somewhere between Celine Dion and Donnie and Marie. You know, it's not like... It's a town that's built on a bunch of other shit. So I love that, like Chicago, like we like we, we like took it over. Oh, it yeah, it takes over the city. It takes, absolutely, takes over yeah. the whole city. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Even though I won't be there, I'll be at home. I'll be in Baltimore that weekend, which is like actually <laughs> wow. the worst option. I'm doing Magoobies in Baltimore, so please check that out. Get my cheap plug in there. Um, number six variety article on WWE. At least you did you get a chance to read it. Pardon. Did you get a chance to read this Variety article on WWE's ratings woes? No, I wasn't able to read it, but I figured I will bounce off everything that you guys say because I've seen a lot on the ratings, especially after that special Raw event, which uh, there's a lot of different opinions going around right now on that. Well, the ratings were great for it, but the show sucked. (laughs) (laughs) To put it it bluntly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it was, right? Did you- I think for me, it felt like in the moment, as soon as you'd see someone, you're like, oh, it's kind of cool to see what they look like now. Or, you know, if you don't pay attention to some of their socials, you're like, oh, that's that's neat. I remember watching this person. But then after the cheap pop, you're like, what are they doing with this segment or kind of, you know, you're kind of like, what's what's kind of going on right now? So I, I don't know. I see what they yeah. were definitely trying to do. And it was cool seeing all those people back in the ring. But I think the disappointing part was it was so much about the old legends that they didn't incorporate anyone new into it. Like none of the newer roster was really a part of it as much. So I feel like they kind of lost that, that sparkle and it could have been a lot more special. No, we were just saying the best part about the show was when Bray Wyatt put Foley in the mandible claw because it got a new guy over. Yeah. Not even a new guy, but a guy that's actually working there over. Right. Which is, yeah, that's a solid standard to go <laughs> well, with. Here's but like another said, thing that annoys me with Kevin. I mean, I, I know. Well, I'm not a fucking little kid. I'm a 35-year-old man with, <laughs> with some nice, wins, man. some losses, some good things in life, some bad things in life. I understand wrestling is fake. But please, the same night that you have fucking uh, uh, Bray Wyatt put the mandible claw on Mick Foley as the fiend, um, don't also on that same night have like a picture backstage of like Bray holding his new baby with Braun Strowman <laughs> and Braun being like, I'm the godfather. Like, I don't want to... The Fiend is a loving dad. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 fiend, <laughs> the Fiend shows up to all the recitals. You know, like, yeah. for me, it's just not... I don't, I don't want to... I, I don't want that. I just don't... Like, at some point, just wait a week to post the baby picture. That's it. That's all I'm asking. When I think with the with the variety he article... just wants them to keep kayfabe alive. It's all he's asking. That's guys. it. I'm just yeah, trying to... a little keep, bit. I'm sweating for no reason, Alicia. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in a and I'm in a room with no air conditioning. I'm not physically exerting myself, but uh, I'm getting worked up about this. I do remember another moment that I didn't like from the raw thing. <laughs> what? With this would be the million dollar man coming out. Um, I'm like, I don't know who what, who does his suits now. Like, what happened? But he did not look <laughs> no, they like, like they put, like, <laughs> they like put like two like like million dollar stickers that you get. Yeah, at, they did. They bedazzled. Like a, yeah. They bedazzled the collars. And a, of, like the a Joanne, like they like yeah. They stapled something from Joanne's fabrics before <laughs> it was he a went real, on stage. Uh, like adjusted for inflation, million dollar yeah, man. Yeah. It was a lot of like <laughs> oh, the million dollars doesn't go as far. Yeah, you, you know, million dollar to, man uh, invested heavily in Bitcoin type. Uh, <laughs> yeah, also, I just saw Ted DiBiase. He was in this documentary, uh, three hundred and fifty 
we days or 350 days that wrestling documentary has anyone else seen that but me it's no. it's fucking great it's it's it. like you know it's what i'm on my own but the whole hey, the yeah, whole time is. is like dibiase is like talking about like you know like he had bottomed out with alcohol and he's unfaithful with his wife and he became a born-again christian and he's like sharing all this like really intimate like 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 these intimate details about who he is now and how much of a changed man and then to see him like in that Million dollar man role. I'm like, I already know you're like a like a boarding <laughs> preacher now. Yeah, you're not buying buying stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't buy him. I'm happy for him sure. in his personal life. But I think but. What, the, what that article said, like, uh, you know, sort of uh, it relates. I think to what Alicia was saying about how uh, the ratings might have been good, but as the show not so good. The whole variety article is like the ratings are down. Is it because the show sucks all the time now? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. You know, the whole article was basically like. Okay, creative's bad. Also, ratings are bad. Is there a connection? It's like right. Yeah, yeah there is probably <laughs> not according to Vince. Yeah, but Vince blamed it on injuries and stuff. Yeah, Becky was out I, four weeks, so that's what. Did. And then also yeah. Roman was out. He literally will, refuses to be. No, no, it's Roman. Once Roman comes back, <laughs> oh, the, Roman. the fans will fall in love again. God damn it, I love him. Uh, number seven, Alicia. If you could interview one dead wrestler, who would it be? Okay, so this is a little bit tricky. So I'm bending <laughs> your rules and your questions. I'm giving you three, all right? That's fine. So the first one has to be Macho Man. Ever since I was a kid, I was just so enticed by him as a character. Just the, the loud voice, the, the the way that he would just strut in the ring, like the, the way he'd um, go on the ropes. It just, I was fascinated by this larger-than-life character. And then after I kind of would watch more of his interviews with Mean Gene and the documentaries on him, you were like, whoa. He was like, he was an odd man. And like, there's a lot of <laughs> stuff behind the curtain you learn about that makes you even more uh, intrigued by him. So I think being able to pick his brain would have been extremely interesting. Um, the other person, number two, number is two. Mean Gene, who I just mentioned, because he is such a legend. I was able to meet him. I had the opportunity of meeting him last year. And he was just such a sweet, down to earth guy. And to learn more from what a lot of people coin as wrestling's greatest interviewer would be yeah. a very cool experience. So he thought you were his nurse, but... Uh, <laughs> but very no, I mean, that, no, that is true. Like, I, I, so I don't know how Macho Man, my friend told me, he's not a wrestling fan, he, like, used to work at Six Flags, and, like, Macho Man just showed up one day, Randy Savage, like, just with, like, his family, oh but he God. was still wearing, like, leather pants and a bandana. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah. Was he at all relaxed? He goes, no, he's like Macho Man all the time. It's, like just yeah. asking, like where the bathrooms were. He's like, <laughs> hey, bro, where's the bathroom? Which which way do I? And not like angry, but just always intense. Intense. Of all yeah. the guys to be Living the gimmick, he he like was the gimmick. He yeah. was the gimmick. Salon. And of all gimmicks to live, it's an insane one. But it seems like it's that insane. was legitimately it's... real. Yeah. And who was your I third? Just imagine being so exhausted constantly. Like, how yeah. do you keep up with it? Uh, cocaine. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> really what it was. That's the answer. Yeah, but cocaine, there's like a crash period, you know? Um, who's your third? Who's your third answer? Um, the third one has to be Roddy Piper. His oh, promos yeah. were just incredible, and he was such a firecracker. Obviously, Piper's Pit was one of the best segments that's ever graced the television, so I think that would have been extremely cool. I, I worked with Roddy Piper on something, and I've told this story a million times, uh, but uh, I complimented him on his WrestleMania 8 match, and then he kept making fun of how flat my ass was. <laughs> what a specific choice. <laughs> Very bizarre. He goes, this kid's got a flat ass. Wow. 
Oh, he had a great podcast too, like before he died, which is also. Oh man, like, I really hope that that's not my eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> this plant ass man. Yeah. What wrestler wouldn't it be? Alicia. So I, I saw this Benoit? one, and I really couldn't think up a name because even if it's someone that I, you may not be the most intrigued by or interested in, I find with everyone I sit down with. You end up learning stuff. I feel like Harry had the right answer, though. (laughs) (laughs) Harry probably did, but that's one of those where it's like, yeah, but besides that one. Okay, besides Chris Benoit, that's what we're trying to say. Oh, my gosh. No, I really really don't know. Like, it's come to the point where with my interviewing, you almost take any guest because, one, it's just being super blunt. Like, when it comes to content and views, it's just cool to have diverse people, but you end up learning something new through everyone, whether you're a fan of them or not. So you got to be bored at some times though. Right. Some of these fucking, some of these fucking interviews, you got to get bored though. Right. Like a guy talking about his like protein plan the 10th time (laughs) in a row. You're like, all right, I I can't hear any more about grilled chicken. I imagine that's got to go through your head sometimes. There's the odd time where you're like, you can tell that people are really robotic and no matter how hard you try, they just kind of want to stick to their script. And you're like, you know what, man, why are you even doing interviews? You know, just do one and just let everyone watch the same thing. But I've really lucked out. I feel like a lot of people are very open to the questions and they know when I interview you, I want to have fun and a good time. So hopefully they come in with that attitude as well. Who caught I, you? I've lucked out. Who caught Great. you by surprise? Who surprised you the most that you've interviewed? Who by surprise? Who surprised you the most? Yeah. New Jack when he robbed her. (laughs) (laughs) Living the gimmick. Yeah, living the gimmick. I always love interviewing Rosemary. The way that she's able to captivate all my fans and me. I I don't even feel like I'm playing off of her. I just feel like she is terrifying the shit out of me, and I'm yeah. loving every second of it. You really like you fall into it. It's kind of strange. So, she's definitely someone that's that surprised me. Every time I have her on, I I enjoy it a lot. It's a fun one. Um, yeah, I I I I I, I imagine. Well, this transitions to our next number. It's the first real awkward transition I've had today. So I'd, I'd like to <laughs> pat myself on the back. Um, who uh. Who's more fun to interview, wrestlers or rock stars, and who parties harder, Alicia? This is number eight. Hopefully, right. I don't uh, offend either party here, but when it comes to more fun, as far as through my eyes, I love interviewing the wrestlers. They don't always want to plug their new record or the album they have coming out or their dates. They just want to talk about everything but wrestling. It's like the wrestling speaks for itself. If someone's a fan of you, cool. But they want to talk about music and they want to talk about video games and everything else. And it's just so much fun. And there's, there's the Eagles aren't as crazy, but who, who parties harder? Definitely yeah. the bands. The I, bands I, I, party I, harder. Yeah, man. It's my be- party harder. I'd say, and I'm not, a, I'm not a partier, but like when you walk into dressing rooms, you can just see from the amount of sheer alcohol, <laughs> and when they have their special little dudes backstage doing runs for them to get, right. you know, what <laughs> you, you can tell. So definitely the uh, the musicians party harder. It might have been a different answer in 1989. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like yeah. now it's, musicians, it's yeah. but yeah. I feel like in the 80s, man, when it was fucking Brutus the Barber Beefcake, right. like he just fell into a wedding cake. You know, like <laughs> comparing I mean, them to like a bunch of metal groups that still did like a shitload of drugs, had se- like sex, drugs, rock and roll, right? Yeah. I feel like it, it would have been a bit more even back then, but. Just, just the sheer look at dressing rooms and 
when you talk to people whether they're hungover or not, it's always the musicians who uh, take the cake. I mean, in that music- musicians are definitely getting weighed more than wrestlers. I don't think anyone's denying that. <laughs> There's no way that like, I, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably true, but also. It's it's a difference between quantity and quality. quality. You yeah. know, I do think there is. I think you know, wrestler is gonna have a like, good night whenever they want to. Here's the, the thing: it's like if I'm, like, I I honestly think like if I'm at a bar and you know I'm I'm happily engaged, I'm gonna be married, so sure. I don't have to worry about this. Thank God anymore. <laughs> uh, but if I'm I'm if I'm at the bar with the revival yeah. and we're both like or one of the guys from the revival and we're both interested. <laughs> And the same woman. I feel like we both, I, I, they maybe have a little bit of a better shot, but I still have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. if somebody who's like, I was, I played fucking bass for Prince for two years comes in, I'm like, I'm leaving the state. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can all say for sure that comedians come in third in that group. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe no, fourth. I think comedians, comedians <laughs> and wrestlers, well, wrestlers have better bodies, but comedians, like comedians More that are game. like pretty good looking. Like the ones that are not even great looking, like but decent enough looking. Yeah, I mean like they the, do pretty good. You get the comedy bump. You can they be do like pretty if you're well. a seven normal, you're a comedy twelve. <laughs> the wit that even if like certain comedians, let's say, like if they didn't have the look, the wit would carry them. Yeah, but <laughs> especially yeah. if it's, it has to be like after a show you just did. Though. Oh sure. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's had somebody said that to me. It's like as soon as you got it, you gotta like. That's why you never leave the club. <laughs> right. You always hang out at I the club out. to talk to the girl because as soon as like. You go to the next bar, it's like seeing Superman like without his cape and he's got a gut. You know, like uh but like I I, I don't know. I don't know what the but rock stars, I guess rock stars beat athletes. I mean, rock stars are like the number 1, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Have you da- have you ever dated athletes or rock stars? It's really creepy on Google cuz I'll type your name cuz I was like trying to get see all the awards you won for those Canadian things. And the first thing is like boyfriend. Alicia's a boyfriend. I'm like Dude, there must be so many fucking creepy dudes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many creepy dudes. But I, I'm lucky. I'm a reformed creepy one dude. That's not creepy. I, I am actually dating an athlete. He's a wrestler. I'm dating Trey Miguel. And, um, oh, nice. He is the, yeah, he's one of the only ones that has not been creepy, and he is the only athlete slash musician I've ever actually like taken a chance on and been with. He's just uh, he's fantastic. So. so not you didn't date Jerry Lawler, just Trey Miguel. <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> All right, those, those rumors are not true. All right. Uh, we got to the bottom of that. That's the important we part. We got to the bottom of that. Uh, how was touring with Mick Foley? It was sweet. That was amazing. I was able to host two shows for him um, on the 20 Years of Hell tour. And for me, it was super surreal because my first real memory of wrestling was when I was like four. And uh, I was watching Hell in a Cell with my dad. And I just remember, whoa, this guy's tooth is in his nose. Holy shit. And uh, <laughs> your dad is so nice, by the way. I met him at a. Uh... Double or so, nothing. Very nice guy. Oh, he's a sweetheart. And during the shows, he would like look at me side stage and like refer to me to the crowd. And it was just an extremely surreal moment. And he's always just so kind and friendly. And he wants the best. He's just genuine. And that's yeah. hard to find with people. So it was a, a really unique experience. And spoiler alert, it potentially is happening again. So. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Go right back. Um, yeah. And is it because I find, you know, I date somebody also who's in the business. She's on, you know, she's uh, she's on the other side of the business. You know, like she's not uh, doing the she's not doing comedy. She's on another side of it um, in the production side. But do you feel that like like dating Trey? Is it is it easier because you guys have kind of similar crazy carny like work schedules or is it harder? I feel like we 
we understand each other because going into it, we had the same worries. It's like, oh, you're always going to be on the road. Oh, you're always on the road. Oh, you're doing this or that. And it's like, if I'm worried about what he's thinking and I'm logical that way and he thinks the same, like we're solid. So it's one of those things where we have that trust and communication and I'd rather know he's traveling and I'm not just like alone constantly (laughs) you know what I mean and so now we're like both keeping busy we're both doing our thing I'm traveling and it makes it a lot easier there's that definite understanding so that's great hey do you Um, this is our number 10 uh our new season of dark side of the ring was just announced were you able to catch any of those episodes nope they were fantastic my my friend uh producer met him at uh at uh what where the hell were we Alicia double or nothing um, I don't know why I'm already losing my memory and I'm fucking 35. Uh, but what controversy or what, this is a question for everybody. What, like what event in wrestling would you most like to see like a two hour documentary on? These were an hour oh. documentaries, which, which, what, what event would you want to see a two hour documentary on? Man, it's really hard to think of ones that haven't been covered, but, uh, this isn't a deep, this isn't a deep answer, yeah. but, uh, the Texas tornado not having a foot and no one knowing about it. Well, right. they they you know what they did? They did the Von Erics, but they didn't really go into the foot thing as they much. They brought it up for half a second, second but that but just that, mystifies me. <laughs> it's no not one, a deep thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I would, I would. Yeah. Alicia, do you have an answer for that? Well, my brain goes to the more obvious ones. Like I think most people would want to know more. Like oh, Montreal Screwjob, or like the big um when the um. Oh my God, why am I brain farting? When NWO went in the ring and they literally completely broke cape by, by giving each other the hug in the, in the center of the ring. It's like, oh, the those clip. are ones that are yeah. very yeah. obvious, Hurt but it's always yeah. intriguing to learn more about those scenarios. So those are the two that come to mind. I know they're a bit more typical, but those have yeah. always interested me. Zach, how about you? All right, Zach's not ready. <laughs> oh, how are you? Uh, for me, it might be... Oh. And you I'm might an, get that. I'm an idiot. Sorry. He doesn't have a mic. Yeah, it's not that he's already. I'm realizing Zach doesn't have a mic. You sacrificed his mic. You fucking douchebag. Uh, Zach. Uh, um, I, I mean, think. Harry, Jesus this, Christ! I'm, I, I'm powering down, guys. The one I, the <laughs> one I might want to know about, and this might happen via the Starcast panel, is the CM Punk thing. And I mean, he talked about it on the Cabana thing, but since then, it would be interesting to hear all the stuff that has happened since and him looking upon it with a little bit of reflection after the lawsuit and stuff would be right. interesting. That's the biggest gossip I'd want to kind of know about. I, you know what I, I, and they did an episode on 83 weeks where Bischoff talked about this, but I still would love to see an entire documentary, uh, from that WCW North Korea trip. Oh yeah. Where Scott Norton was like fucking detained by North Korean police <laughs> in the basement. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's pretty insane. That's- Just because it's a you know like to, it's the one situation where wrestlers aren't the craziest people in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good place to find it. <laughs> Just go to a North Korean prison and Just- see who's crazier. <laughs> that, or yeah. the snooker thing, the whole snooker thing. I don't know if they've done a full documentary about. Oh yeah, Nancy I think they Argentina. may do that. Yeah. Yeah, that one's that uh, was a dark one. That was, that was a, one. Those were a couple of roast jokes that I had to cut. Oh yeah, <laughs> when I was about to do the flare roast. Um, I don't know how you guys do that without not worrying about because those the wrestlers are not prepared for roasts, <laughs> and I think well they were they're pretty good sports. They were pretty good sports for Pritchard. They were. I feel like, but they were like you know, there were certain things you don't touch. If you're there's like there was one thing I wouldn't touch for the flare roast. Right. Right. And. 
You know, it's strangely, it's never because, you know, like every time that you do a roast, like for Comedy Central, too, when you write for them, and I've only written for one, but they tell you, okay, like everybody gets one thing. Like, for instance, this is very fascinating, but Donald Trump, when he did the Comedy Central roast, you couldn't talk about the fact he wasn't an actual billionaire. That was the thing. You That's can make jokes about. Most sensitive thing. He was like, "Yeah, you can make jokes about me fucking my daughter. You can make me jokes about being a racist piece of shit, but do not right. mention the fact that I'm actually not a billionaire, yeah. which says everything about what a piece of shit that That's guy so is." That's so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, right, make a joke about all the topic. things I love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Uh, Alicia, yeah. Alicia what, what do you got coming up that we uh, we should be on the lookout for besides uh, all out? things coming up that are really exciting is I am actually going to be at GalaxyCon this very weekend where I'm going to be hosting, doing some announcing, signing, meeting fans, hosting a new web series. It's just, it's going to be crazy. And then SummerSlam weekend is right around the corner where I'm going to be running around my hometown of Toronto interviewing as many people as humanly possible. So those are kind of going to consume my next two, three weeks. And after that, it's the all going to be announced on my socials. So if you guys happen to just type my name into your little Google boxes, you'll find everything that's coming up. And you've got like a YouTube channel too with like a lot of subscribers. So check that out. I said I say that with resentment. I'm like, how can I get fucking subscribers? <laughs> I heard it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, that's just I, about I him. Do I need to just like fake my own death or something and then be like uh, the Dan St. Germain Memorial YouTube page? <laughs> how many fucking stand-up spots do I need to do? But we're, seriously, it's about you guys. It's, about the fans. it's <laughs> yeah, not about my course. shitty career. Uh, Harry Tarjanian, what do you want to uh, plug here? Well, I want to plug the big thing that uh, my company, Capital Wrestling, will be doing at the Nashville Music Works August 11th. That is the day of SummerSlam, but we're doing an afternoon show. And it's part of this uh, project we're doing called Wrestling for Innocence. We're going to be raising money for uh, a young man, Adam Brazil, who is uh, who uh, his legal defense team because he's wrongly convicted and they're trying to get his uh, his conviction reversed. And that's part of a big thing we're doing. But Scott Hall and Kevin Nash will be there. Tracy's mothers will be there, and the Capital Wrestling wrestlers will be there. And it will be a fantastic show. And if you're in Nashville, come on out to the Nashville Music Works, August 11th. Awesome. Here Capital- Nashville is awesome. I've never yeah. been there. Kevin. Uh, just follow me at Kevin McCaff on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I do a weekly podcast for myself and a very funny TV writer named John Daly are watching Sex in the City from the very beginning for the first time. It's called Sex in the City. It's uh, listen to that. Follow it. Who's your favorite Sex in the City character? Uh, so far, people are big haters on Miranda. I, I like her more than others do, but I think Samantha's the best. Which one's Miranda? She's the, uh, the mean one, the redhead. The, as lawyer, far as, yeah. the one I oh, voted her. for for governor. You voted for her. For yeah, governor. I did. She wouldn't. She was the best choice. Oh, she was terrible. <laughs> See, come on, come on. What, Let's fight about to, Cuomo now. What? I'm no. I, I'd rather be Cuomo. <laughs> what does what the fucking what does Cynthia Nixon know about government? She everything she said was correct. <laughs> We're not going to go into details about her plan now. Uh, I, 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 I'm a. I'm, I mean, I'm a leftist center Democrat. I'm like, I, I have no friends, Alicia, because it's like I, I support like. Like my ideal candidate would be Tulsi Gabbard and Joe Biden, and nobody, nobody gives a fuck. No, people shit. hate people that. want you to either be all. They want you to be either right wing or left wing. Why do we want you to be in the middle anymore? You know, mm, no, I'm sorry. what happened to this country? Place. So yeah, uh, so listen to my Sex in the City podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, Zach, you want me to plug anything for you? No, Zach is. Uh, <laughs> Zach actually just, uh, he's leaving right now. <laughs> he's packing Backing up his bags. No, I'm going to be at Proctor's Comedy Theater in Schenectady, New York. I don't know why I'm talking like this. It's a good place. It's a great Saturday show. Saturday night, 
with Scott Scott Chaplin, who's our normal co-host, and uh, Tom Lewis. Um, unfortunately, my Boston dates in August have gotten moved, but in August I'm still doing a Southern tour, and I'm still going to be in Baltimore. In September I'm going to be at uh, Vermont Comedy Club. In October I'm going to be doing the Mohegan Sun, and and uh, I'm going to be in Baltimore again, Frederick, Maryland. I got a bunch of. I'm going to be in Canada at Yuck Yucks in in Vancouver. In December, so I got a bunch of road stuff coming up. The show that I wrote on Alternatino on Comedy Central is still going, so still watch that. So, uh, you know, maybe I have a job. And my album, No Real Winners Here, is available on uh, 800-pound Gorilla Records, but really all streaming networks and i guys i just redid my whole website so if you're in new york and you want to see a show it's got you know every time i'm at a club in the city it's there and it's got all my you know all my appearance all my stand-up stuff on there and new podcasts and new episodes of this podcast uh oh and i was on i was on live at the comedy cellar last week so i don't know if i'm on comedy central i don't know if i'm gonna be on it this yeah, week past plug but uh i was yeah. on it last week well, <laughs> you can find those I clips online it last yeah. week you can find the clips online and I think I have a new one that uh, the Comedy Central just posted, but hopefully, maybe I'll make the actual show. I have, I have no idea. Uh, but check that show out, too. Why not? Uh, thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Harry. Yay. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, man. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, All Things Comedy. Signing off. <laughs>